Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. And I might sound a little bit weird today, a little congested, whatever. I actually have had a cold for the last little bit, which... Uh, is always good. It's always nice having a cold. So before we jump on in, I am here with Steven. You can say hello. Hello. That's amazing, eh? He's he's a man of few words. Uh, so, as always, just want to uh, start off by saying that the podcast gives first on iTunes and podcast streaming services. So be sure to... Uh, Subscribe to Project COE or Canadian Gamers or Nintendo Fanboys and you're sure to find us. Just look for our wacky logo and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. And as course, as uh, as of late, we've been twitching. Well, I, w- I was twitching there like a week ago, like a madman. And that uh, you can find our channel on twitch.tv slash Project COE. I wanted to twitch. Uh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to twitch or stream today, but alas... Uh, I've been kind of busy as of late. I, I'm pretty sure I told you guys before that I, I have a consulting firm in continuous improvement. And lately we have had so many different contracts popping up. So I've been super busy writing proposals and, and things like that. So just haven't, haven't really had a chance. And today there was no difference. So yeah, just been really, really busy. Now, before I throw this over to Steven to say, you know, what have you been playing and what you've been up to, I would like to just congratulate Adam Miller. He's the winner of our Resident Evil Revelations, I guess, collection set, whatever, on the Nintendo Switch. I will be sending the game out to him. I wanted to go today, but I didn't get around to it, so I'm going to go tomorrow morning. And I do have a warning for him. So, Adam, if you're listening, be warned that because you're in Spain, you will have to set up a North American account in order to download the... Um, what is it? It's Revelations 2 is the download, right? Yep. Yeah, so just... Just FYI, okay? If you go and put that code in in the eShop for Spain, it will not work. So that's it. So what have you been up to, my man? I haven't, you, you, you don't love me anymore. You don't text me. You don't do anything. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of games recently. Uh, been a lot of fun. So last two weeks ago, you had to do this all by your lonely son because I was like, I almost died apparently. And now I'm slowly getting back on my feet. I haven't texted you lately because you're not really much fun to text lately. You're always complaining that you're busy and stuff. So there's no no point in that. I decided to wait. And surprisingly, you texted me this morning telling me that we had a podcast to do, which of course I knew. But usually he, I would I, I was assuming that he would just have forgotten or just moved on like you usually do. That's nice. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So... I'll talk about games I've been playing since I've been playing a lot. The, let's start with the beginning. Uh, you got me Skyrim in January, I believe. And I did an unboxing video where, in which I unboxed it. And then I also unboxed another game, which was Kirby Battle Royale. And I've played that game. I've actually beaten so many games lately. That I'll talk about them all here. But the first one I want to talk about is Kirby Battle Royale, which was released on the 3DS, I believe, on the 26th or 27th of January. And it took me about four hours to beat. It's not really a long game, and it's... I actually loved it. Like, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that it's the greatest game of all time and that it's going to be in my 
top 10 game of, game of the years at the end of the of this year's but i had a blast with it i love kirby and it's just a mini game compilation and i love me some short games like if you are gonna tell me that the game will be beaten in three four five hours i'm happy man i i love it when games are short i don't know why i guess it's because uh some the longer a game the odds are I, at some point i'll get tired of it and move on so i guess it's it's simply that and with kirby uh It was short, so I had a, I had a blast. I didn't have time to get uh, bored with that one. It is overpriced though for for what it offers. I think it's a, in in Canadian it's fifty dollars or forty dollars. I don't I I don't remember, but it's still a bit overpriced for what you get. But I dug it because it's Kirby, and then I played a bunch of uh, Switch games. So I played. Resident Evil Revelations 2, which is the another gift you gave me. And that one did not enjoy as much. I still haven't beat it. I'm at the last chapter and I'm at the last chapter. It's been like three weeks since I'm on the last chapter and I just can't pull myself to go back right now. So eventually I'll go back and finish it. Uh, I don't know what's, what, what it is with this game, but I just don't feel like there's a purpose to it. Like it feels like This game was made because they probably spent a lot of money on Resident Evil Revelations 1 and they did not get the returns of it and they had an engine and whatnot so they decided to make a quick little episodic game. I say quick, it's it's not that, it's not, I, I, I still say it's uh, it's shorter than the first one but it's it's still probably an 8 hour game so it's still, there, there's still some content in here. I just don't like the episodic nature of, of this even though the original had a similar uh, setup but it's still not the the same the story so far is okay but it's nothing that would make make me recommend the game to someone based on the story alone and like i hate the fact that in most cases you play the chapter the first part as claire and whatever the ninja girl is what's her name again The ninja girl. It's because I have I have outfits for them, and she's dressed as a ninja. So that's why oh, I call it, her the ninja guy. Well, Barry's daughter, whatever. Yeah, that Barry's is. daughter. And then you play as mm-hmm. Barry and a little girl, and you basically replay the same chapters, just with different enemies and stuff like that. So I I don't like that. It's it feels a bit repetitive. But I'll finish it eventually. Maybe the fourth chapter. You told me the fourth chapter was the best one, so maybe it, it will be redeeming, and I'll fall I'll fall in love with the game after that and i've also played pokemon tournament deluxe and that's the game i want i wanted to twitch or stream with you for a while now but you always have a different excuse every time for why you can't do it and i've played over close to 15 hours of it now i actually Oof. beat that game and i had a blast with it i barely played the wii u version i actually played it twice or three times I don't remember. I just could not get into it because a single player is not that. I, I even though I beat it, it's a bit obtuse. Like it, it's not as good as games like Injustice or stuff like that. There's the story sucks. So basically, you're just playing the game, playing the game, playing the game until eventually you beat it. But I just love the gameplay. I just love using the what save this game is the new Pokemon like I really like using Decidueye which was not in the Wii U version 
And the Age Slash, which was part of the DLC that was dropped in January, I really enjoyed playing with those two characters, and that's why I kept playing, kept playing. And eventually, I hope to play against actual people online like you. So I, I wanted to review this one because, like, my Doom review did so well. I think it's our was our most successful Switch review, and I found it funny because it's a, not really a Switch ex- Switch exclusive game, but people. Really seem to dug it, so I wanted to review Pokémon. But first, I need to uh, to play online and see how the network works before I can actually give a, a solid review of that game. Uh, next up, and feel free to interrupt me whenever you want. By the way, or just is, is that my cue? <laughs> just usually when I keep talking for so long, eventually I I go into a territory which I just say things that don't make sense like i'm doing right now so <laughs> well no no keep going keep going uh i the only other comment i wanted to make was on uh, resident evil revelations that you said you were in the last chapter well what like what are you doing right now uh i think i'm in a lab you know resident evil usually end in the lab so i'm rebecca just found out no not rebecca but claire just i just went up a huge elevator i just killed a giant boss uh, okay okay so yeah all right so did you're still as claire or you haven't switched to barry no no i'm still okay as okay like, so i don't want to say anything so i don't want to say anything you'll see but yeah the the last the very very last like area with with barry is pretty cool i, I don't think it's going to make you i think you're going to have the same opinion as me I, I thought you might enjoy it a little more than i did but i think overall you're going to have now that you say what you're saying i think you're going to have the same opinion as me and as for Pokin, I still haven't tried, but we'll get to me after. I'll explain uh, what's been going on. So you may continue. Yeah, with Pokin, you should just play it for like one hour. I just want you to do the tutorial so that you don't spend the entire Twitch stream whining about how like, I'm kicking your ass because you haven't played it. Oh, that's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, but I don't want the usual Jared excuse. I want you to actually try and play the tutorial <laughs> because you're naturally better at me than fighting games. So you should get the, uh, by the end of the stream, which the matches might even go in your favor. Because I remember when we played Marvel vs. Capcom, treat was like uh, you had never played before. And I had played almost a hundred hours of that game. And by the fifth or sixth match, you were almost beating me. So, uh, I'm not good at fighting games, so you have the natural advantage that way. I, I have the advantage of having played 15 hours of the game, but I still think you just need to play the tutorial and your fighting, uh, fighting game, uh, experience, experience will, will <laughs> kick in. Anyway, All right, cool. next up, I, I have my switch here. I just want to check it. I want to make sure I don't miss anything because I've played a lot and there's a lot I want to talk about. Next up, I believe, is Celeste. So Celeste got a lot of attention. Uh, I don't know if it was released at the end of January or the beginning of February, but it got a lot of attention because IGN gave it a perfect 10. And a few other sites did, like Nintendo Life. And it's not a Nintendo Switch exclusive by any means, but it's still, I think it's sold best on Switch. And it's like awesome because you can play it anywhere. So it... I know people are tired are tired of saying of hearing the argument that it's always nice to be able to play something portable and that that game shines on Switch, but it really is true, especially if you have a, a lifestyle that 
really makes it easier to play portable games like a game like Celeste like like that's why with me like I barely play my PlayStation anymore simply because when I use it my kids want to play it and they want to watch Netflix and stuff like that so anyway Celeste is simply a masterpiece like I, I think you downloaded it I don't think you have played it yet for some reason but it's it needs to be anyone that has access to a console that has Celeste on it needs to play this game. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up as my game of the year because it's just such an amazing platformer. The visuals, it's pixel art. I really like the, the style. The music is awesome. And the best thing about Celeste that's surprising because it's a platformer is that the story is fantastic and it deals with like issues like, uh, anxiety and uh, stress and I guess mental issues in general in a way that makes it really interesting because they, they tie it with video game uh, techniques and stuff like that so it's just really amazing the characters are awesome like I said the visuals just add to the story it just but even if you don't care about the story itself just the game is fantastic it's basically soup I, I, I say it's super meatball or super meat boy but harder but i guess it could be someone could debate that it's not actually harder but i don't know it's it's in the same style of game i don't know if it's made by the same guys but anyway it's awesome you really need to play it there's eight chapters each chapter has a different i call it gimmick but it's not really a gimmick but has a different uh it introduces something different in that chapter and it makes it, it makes the game fresh all the way. And then you play the next chapter and the gimmick from the last chapter is not in that chapter. It's a night. It feels like an entirely new adventure each chapter. It's just so awesome. And there's also an assist mode. I've tried the assist mode after I beat the game because, uh, my son wanted to play it a bit and he's three. So he, <laughs> he was getting frustrated. So I just put the assist mode. So in the assist mode, you have, so many options. You can basically slow the game down. You can give yourself a, a triple jump or a quadruple, a quadruple jump or infinite jumps. You can make it so that you cannot die. Or you can give yourself infinite stamina. So there's lots of options. So they tell you as soon as you put the assist mode on, and I really believe them, they tell you that this game was not made to be played that way. In order to really enjoy the story, like the story, you to enjoy it, you really need to play the game without the assist mode because it's a struggle and it 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 fits the mood of the game. But if you put on the uh, assist mode, I don't think you'll get the same enjoyment out of the game. But they do tell you that they they understand that there's some people who cannot play a game like this. So if they want to enjoy the story or just see what the game has to offer, they can by turning on the assist mode. So it's a nice little feature that's in there it's kind of like what fire emblem does now with removing permadeath and stuff like that so celeste is fantastic i'm gonna try to review it eventually uh, i have so many stuff to do right now i'm not, I'm not sure if I, I hope to get to it but i have a few other reviews i want to do too so celeste fantastic game anybody who has access to it should play it no questions about it you're going to take a breath? Yeah, I'm going to take a breath. <laughs> this is too funny. You've been speaking for 15 minutes. This is awesome. This yeah. Is, this is the most you have ever spoken in your life. <laughs> this yeah, yeah. Is, uh, this is really something. 
Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? Just to break this up, I'm going to uh, just let you know. So uh, I am still playing Xenoblade. Uh, I keep saying Xenoblade Saga. I don't know why I keep saying that. But uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I now know why I'm doing what I'm doing. So basically, I'm at the, the critical part of uh, of any game where I'm enjoying it but not loving it. And if I stop now to play something of higher quality, I won't go back. And I know that. I know that for a fact that that's exactly what will happen. But because I'm still having fun, and it is, it is a very fun game, um, I want to, I just want to finish it off. And I've, I've put in now, must be like 60 hours or something like that. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because there's basically one problem with the game. And, and that one problem really grates on you as the game goes on. And that is the fact that its combat system is unbelievably slow. And so just fighting regular guys takes, you know, five, six, ten minutes, something. Well, maybe ten minutes is exaggerating, but like, you know, say five minutes or four minutes or something. And before too long, you, you're like, okay, like, I don't even want to fight anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's always the same sort of thing. But the story is excellent. I'm on, I believe I'm at the end of chapter seven right now, and there's ten chapters. Now, to give you an idea, by the time you're done, like, chapter, say, three or four, you're already 45 hours into the game. So the early chapters are crazy long, and then they get smaller and smaller or shorter and shorter as you go. And like I said, I mean, I think the game is actually a lot of fun. I really like a lot of different mechanics, but there's also a wide assortment of issues that I have with this. And I think it's going to actually make for a very, very interesting review once it's all said and done. I know a couple of our listeners are like hardcore fans who have invested like 300 hours and all that. And power to you if, if, if you're, you know, if you've been really, really enjoying the game. And like I say, it's not that I'm not enjoying the game. It's just that if, if the combat system would have been tweaked ever so slightly, I think it would have benefited it a lot. But as it is now, I'm kind of like, I'm waiting. For Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, I think that's going to end up being the best RPG on the Switch, but I'm looking forward to trying out a lot of other games, but like I said, I'm very nervous now that I'm at the point where I know me, that if I go and I play another game that's that's even a little bit better... I, I won't go back and I'll just keep, you know, playing next game, next game, next game. And that would be a shame because of how much fun I'm actually having with this. It's a shame you can't play multiple games at once because what what's going to end up happening is you're going to miss out on tons of games. Because I know you, you keep buying games and after game and game and the backlog of, you, of, you, of Switch games you have right now is unbelievable. And it's only going to get bigger. Well, like actually, the Rape Aside Beer, you got... Builders, you got tons of shit that you bought yep. recently, and that doesn't count for Eleanor, Marion Rabbids, Skyrim, all the other games you bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, and I have a whole that's, list. That's the problem. Celeste, you might never tr- play Celeste, which is a shame. Stuff like that. So anyway, and so I, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's just that you, you you cut off right now for some reason. But anyway, I cut off for shame <laughs> after Celeste. I played Skyrim, and I beat Skyrim, and it took me 15 hours. What I decided to do with Skyrim is a game I played on the 360 years and years ago, uh, but I stopped playing it because I don't know why. So I decided 
I'll play the, the, the Switch version and what I'll do is I'll, I'll just do the main missions because I want to experience the game on the Switch and want to see what I missed out because that what that's what uh, led me to stop playing back then was because I was an achievement. I wanted to do all the achievements, stuff like that, and there were so many side missions that I got sidetracked and I stopped playing back then. So now I just played the main game, took me 15 hours, and I just had a absolute blast with it. Like, it's an awesome version. I thought the loading times were incredible. I don't know if... I, I haven't read any reviews of that game, but I don't remember it loading that well back in the day. But it could be... It, it could have. I Like I said, I haven't played the, the, the 360 version in so many years. But it was really such a blast playing that on the go. I played, I played some of it on the TV too, but still had a, a lot of fun playing Skyrim. And actually might actually go back to Skyrim at some point because I, I had a, such a blast with it that I don't really want it to stop. So I might go back and do some other missions. It's basically a game that's designed to never end. I think that it, it's made that even if you do all the quests, the game will randomly generate new quests for you until basically the universe ends. That's what I heard. So there's so much stuff to do in that game that it's... Really, you can't go wrong with Skyrim on the Switch. And I'm pretty interested to see how much it's sold. Because if you look at the game on Amazon and stuff like that, it still hasn't had a price drop, which is usually a good sign. But then again, I haven't seen it charted anywhere. So maybe they had uh, reasonable sales expectations for that game. And maybe they're just using the Nintendo method of not lowering the price of your game and just keeping the value up. Uh, because it's the same thing with Doom. I believe Doom is still the retail version. Anyway, still the same price as it was. I know it had a massive discount on the eShop. But if you look at Skyrim and Doom on the other platforms, even Wolfenstein 2, I think even a few weeks after Wolfenstein 2 was released, the price dropped in half. So that wasn't a good sign. But the Switch game seems to be maintaining their... Values will be interesting to see if Bethesda is satisfied with the sale numbers and keep on porting us some games after Wolfenstein 2. Alright, after Skyrim, I want to talk about a game that absolutely took me by surprise. And I've been telling you to get on this and I don't think you'll ever will because of your strategy right now. But Night in the Woods was released on the Switch three or four weeks ago. And it instantly became like one of my favorite video games of all time. And it's hard for me to describe that game because it's kind of like what people describe as a walking simulator. Like games like Gone Home and stuff like that. But it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer kind of game. But it's not really a platformer, but there's platforming elements. It's mostly a story-driven game and it's just a fantastic game. It hit hit home with me. That's why I I want you to try it eventually because I want to know if the fact that you come from the city will really damper the experience with the game because I think that people that do come from small towns like me will connect with this game a lot more because it's basically the main character is was basically me when I was 20. So I don't want to say too much, but I just want to say that Night in the Woods, just an incredible game, was released last year on most platforms, but we got the Switch version in February, and I have to say that if 
this was released last year, it would have been my number two game of 2017, right after Breath of the Wild. It's just so awesome. Everybody should play Night in the Woods, or at least give it a shot. Give it a shot. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, is that the one that you did the review of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's the one. Okay, because um, I was like, wait a sec. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, you got that back, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. I just need uh, to record it. Haven't had a, sh- a chance, but I figured that even if I did it, it's it's not going to be done in, in a for a while. So there's no rush. Well, that's why. Like, I, I'm, I'm. I think what I'm going to do right now, actually, is when we're done this, is I'm going to go on uh, Twitch and I'm going to stream for like an hour Dragon Quest Builders because that is the game that I've been. Really, really, really looking forward to. I had a blast with the demo, and I'm like, that has my name all over it, and it might be nice to have that footage um, behind this. And apparently, the game's actually not that long either, which is good. There's like a a free, like a Minecraft type of mode, you know, where you could just build and stuff like that, which I'm not going to do because I'm not creative at all. But it would be cool to uh, just experience the game. And I don't know if you do you know anything about Dragon Quest Builders? I actually was going to talk about that as my last game. Oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. No, no. Go, right now. Uh, basically, uh, uh, after Dying in the Woods, I wanted to talk about L.A. Noir. That's another game I beat it. took me 20 hours to do. And after that, I'll talk about L.A. Noir in a second. But uh, I just started yesterday Dragon Quest Builders. I played for about an hour, and I'm addicted. Like, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, I haven't really played that much to know everything, but it sounds it, it it sounds to perfectly capture the Dragon Quest elements and mix it with Minecraft. And there's actually like fairly decent combat and exploration mixed in it with a storyline that I probably won't enjoy that much. Even though like it's clearly uh, it seems to be at the final boss of Dragon Quest One. I, I remember that he asked you to join him, and it seems to be re- a reference to that at the beginning, right? Yeah, so basically what happens is the hero agrees, and so the hero joins him, and chaos basically ensues, and now you're playing as another hero who's basically going after the dragon lord or demon lord, I forget which one it is in the first one, and and that's that. But I love that. I, I absolutely love how it's so connected to the first game, and the fact is that, like, what if you know it's like one of those what if games i thought that was really 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 cool yeah i i didn't give it a proper chance on the playstation 4 like i i just popped it in played it for like 15 minutes saw the intro and it's just i i didn't even get out of the original cave i was just there seemed to be too many tutorials and again the fact that it was on a console just turned me off and i didn't get back to it but now like uh I, I tried it yesterday and I can't wait to play it uh, play it some more. Okay, Eleanor. So that's another gift that you gave me. So basically if you don't know I've beaten all your gifts, which would be a cue for you to get me more yeah. games, you cheap ass. Of course. So Eleanor I played for it's really weird how I feel about Eleanor. I have mixed feelings about it. On one hand I was addicted to it and could not stop playing it until I beat it. But on the other other hand, I don't know why, because I did not necessarily enjoy the game that much. Like the detective aspects get old very quickly because you're basically looking around for clues that 
after a few chapters, it's always the same thing happening again. And sometimes, like, there'll be clues that are actually worthwhile and they'll make you pick up random items like bottle of beers and, and packets of cigarettes that are empty for no reason where there's no clue. Just it feels like to prolong the game a bit. And then you go and you uh, interrogate people and you're supposed to see whether they're lying or not with the uh, with their facial expressions and it's pretty cool the problem is is that it's so damn obvious when they're lying because they made it they made it in a way and i hope elizabeth doesn't answer the phone because if she does the internet will disconnect for a while so hopefully she does not all right so keep going pepper I'll be right back. Entertain the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's basically running now, absolutely running. No, not to cut off the uh, the net. This is what happens, you see, when you live in a small uh, a small town. This is exactly what happens. You can't multitask, or it is the end of times. That's one game, though, that I um, I picked up. I actually have a bunch, man. He he, he was talking about which games I I have in the Are backlog there? right now. Um, the good news is I didn't actually buy these, so I was very, very pleased about this. So I got a bunch of different games that um, – oh, there, he, I just lost him, so that's perfect. So he'll have to call back. Um, but I got a bunch of games that were, what, from a, a gift card? So, yeah, um, let me just go through this. Let's see. I'm going to tell you all the ones I got. So I got do 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 uh, Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. I got Mario and Rabbids, LA Noir, Elder Scrolls, Pokémon Tournament, and Doom. Those were the main main ones that I got. So let me just call him right back right now. Let's see. All right, so I got him back on the line, All and. Right. There you go. Hopefully you kept your recording yeah, going. Yeah, I kept my recording going, so we'll be Genius. Fine. Good. So I was just telling everybody about um, the 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 games that I had in my backlog, but I'll continue after. I was just saying I got like a gift card, so I had Rayman, Mario and Rabbids, Ellie Noir, Elder Scrolls, Pokémon Tournament and Doom, but I also my my like the list has grown since then. Um but I want you to finish your thoughts on Ellie Noir first. Yeah, so I was saying that it, they made it very obvious when someone was lying or not. So it kind of breaks breaks the purpose of saying, even though it's cool to see the animations uh, very, very nicely done, it's just so obvious that I, I did not, after a while, enjoy it. And I, I wasn't really good at it. And even though you're not, if you're not good, because I was, like, I think you're supposed to accuse people more often and give them, like, uh, proof and stuff like that. I just wasn't doing it as much so i wasn't really getting the right answers but it doesn't really matter because the game keeps on going whether you accuse the right person sometimes you accuse an innocent person the game keeps going anyway and even at the beginning of the game like it's crazy because you need to get a confession out of a guy and if you you screw up you go out of the room and then the your commander basically just yells at you to go back in and get the confession so you go back in and then you start all over again like nothing ever happened. It breaks the immersion of the game because you're asking the same questions and he gives you the same answers and he acts like none of that ever happened. So it's very weird. 
Still, I played it for 20 hours until I beat it, and like I said, I couldn't stop playing. I was addicted to it, even though I don't know why. And that's pretty much how I'll, I'll leave it, because I don't know what's... Like, it's a solid game. It's probably a solid 7, but for the price, I think it's a pretty good offering, especially for the Switch, because it's... Like I said, 20 hours is, it has a lot, it has a lot to offer. It's an open world game, but I played it like a linear game, so it has many options. Pretty cool, uh, just don't know, uh, why, uh, there's something off about this game and I just can't put my finger on it. So that's pretty much it. After that, there's, uh, Dragon Quest Builders, which I've talked about. So that's what I've been playing lately. Yeah, man, damn, you you have, like, gone off the deep end. Holy cow, that's a lot of game playing. Uh, wow, like, even if I didn't play Xenoblade, I would not have been able to to do what you did because the hours just aren't there. That's uh, that's pretty wild, man. So, well, good show. Good for you. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I am hoping to finish Xenoblade in in at least like the near future and i'm not going to start another rpg until i have some uh, some downtime because it's just uh like it's ridiculous i can't get over how long the game is but again it's one of these games where it's filled with filler like just filled yeah, that's, what, that's my my tip though what i did like I, i've downloaded many eShop games and it's easy to jump back and forth with these games when they're on your system and you don't have to put a physical copy in and you can also play like basically what I did was I played Pokemon Tournament and Celeste and uh, Snake Pass and stuff like that and then I played Skyrim and Celeste and Night in the Woods and stuff like that. So basically, I'm playing a main game and then I'm playing a bunch of other games because I find that by doing that, I'm diverse, diversifying my library so I don't have the time to get bored of a game because I play other games in between and then it gives me ample of time to finish everything. So it, that's what I've been doing. And it seems to be working because there's so many great games coming to the Switch. There's another one coming next month, which I I know I've heard on Kind of Funny before, which is... Uh, a game that's basically was a cell phone game before and you're just reading old text message and it's another uh, adventure game but it sounds really awesome and it's coming to the switch next month so stuff like that that you, you're gonna miss out if you just stick with one game but then again you of course like you say you don't want to play another rpg but don't play another rpg man play something else yeah well no no that's it like right now i mean i I the game I'm the most interested in that's out right now is Dragon Quest Builders. That's the one I'm I'm and I guess you could say it's RPG-ish, but it's it's a finite game. And I wanted to mention one thing of it cuz I assume you bought the digital version of it? Yep. Well, I was very surprised when the physical version came in because it Do you know who published the game? Uh I imagine it's Square, but I yeah. guess it's not. Well, here's what's weird, and I was wondering if it's a a, a like an error in, in the printing. On the front cover, it says Square Enix, and it says Dragon Quest Builders. But if you look at the spine of the game, it says Dragon Quest Builders, and then at the very bottom says Nintendo. Okay. So I'm wondering if, like, who actually produced this game in or published it in North America? 
because I, I, I then started to look through um, all my older games that were released here in North America, and the main series was all published by by Nintendo, and then like Rocket Slime and uh, the Joker series, those were published by Square Enix. So I was like... I believe Dragon Quest Nine Two was was published by Square Enix. Nine? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not I believe sure. that one too was published by Square Enix. So I just, I don't know, I, I thought it was weird, because like, all my other Square Enix games that I have for the uh, Switch, they, they clearly say on the spine, Square Enix, Square Enix, Square Enix, except for this one where it says Nintendo, so I thought that was, uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's just a misprint and that's it, or maybe they actually published it, which I thought would be kind of weird, like, that's that's interesting. Well, it will, it, it would make sense, Nintendo seems to be publishing all the Dragon Quest games here that are on Nintendo systems. Which is interesting. That's that's my point. Like I just I thought that was I mean it, this isn't some giant revelation. <laughs> I just I just thought it was kind of interesting to see that uh like just to just to see that. And I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen in in the coming like weeks and months because we're getting to the the, the time period now. Once March hits uh, I'm like we need to hear about what's happening with Dragon Quest Eleven in North America. Yeah, I can confirm that the publisher is Nintendo. Uh, for for uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Builders. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah. So I, I'm I'm kind of like I'm in that mood right now where I'm waiting for. Uh, I'm just I'm waiting for news to drop because I know they said that in their latest financials they said that there would it would not be released before uh April 2017. So we sh- uh 2018. So we should have an update I'm hoping in March or April to at least just give us some news to say like hey guys, you know, like it's it's going to be a big holiday release. I'm really curious to find out what's going on with uh, the 3DS version. And I'm part of me is kind of curious to wonder if like are they going to release Joker three or are they just going to leave that in Japan? Uh, because they did release the other two Joker games on the DS, and I know it's been years and years and years, so they might not. But I'm just kind of wondering like what what is happening with the 3DS Dragon Quest series right now? Like is is it is that it? And while I was looking for all of this the other day, because I was talking to Ahmed. I, uh, I, I realized like, my god, there is a lot of Dragon Quest games on the 3DS and on the Switch that have not been released in North America. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. There's, what, one, two, three, four Dragon Quest monster games that were released in Japan that weren't released here. For a long time, we had Dragon Quest 7 and 8, you know, then we finally got those. And, and the other day I posted on Twitch, uh, not Twitch, on Twitter saying how like it's pretty wild how the switch has not even been out a year and it already has one mainline dragon quest game and two side series like games already i'm like that's pretty friggin impressive for a system that hasn't even been out one full year yet and we know that it's going to have dragon quest 11 as well so that's pretty that's pretty cool and I'm pretty certain that Dragon Quest 1, 2 and 3 will also be released given the fact that uh they're integral to the story of Dragon Quest 11. So a lot of Dragon Quest stuff and and that's what I'm going to do. As soon as we're done off this, I'm going to go and I'm going to stream for an hour or whatever footage I need for Dragon Quest Builders. Just a it's going to be I'm sure it's just going to be the demo that area the start area. But still. So that's that. Now, I'm going to reach 
for my Switch because I want to always talk about this in the um, in the Fanboys episodes, and that is the sales. All right, so let's just mute this so you don't hear. There we go. Let's see. So, oh, by the way, uh, make sure you uh, download the update to the Mummy Demastered. There was a huge update the other day. Yeah, I saw that it downloaded automatically. I don't know why mine never does that. Nothing ever downloads automatically. Have you had? Do you have it set up to do? Well, let's check. I'm right here. How do you do that? I don't know. I never bothered <laughs> with it. It just does it. So I assume you probably click something by mistake somewhere. Uh, well, yeah, there's nothing anywhere. Maybe in system? Uh, Yeah, no, here it is. Auto update software is on. Well, it clearly doesn't work. So, glorious. You might have a problem with your hardware, actually. I probably do have a problem with my hardware. My my Switch is the worst Nintendo console I have ever owned for uh, anything to do with uh, the internet. Like, by far. Okay, so... Well, if you want it to uh, get repaired, you have, like, basically a week or two left now before the warranty expires. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. You ready? So I love doing this. So going into the best sellers, um, we're taking a look at the top, what is it, 15? Yeah, top 15 games according to the eShop. And number one, doodly-doodly-doo, is Bayonetta. Number two, Rocket League. Three, the game that's been number three or number two forever, which is Stardew Valley. I honestly think Stardew Valley is going to stay here probably all year long. Seems to be like it was designed for the Switch. Uh, number four, we've got Bayonetta 2, which according to this is 40% off, so that's cool. I don't know if that's limited or what's up with that. Then we have your Celeste game. Number six is Dragon Quest Builders. Nice to see that there. Then it's Minecraft. Then it's Super... No, what is it? Versus Super Mario Brothers. Number nine, Golf Story. Very happy to see that there. Ten is Overcooked Special Edition. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Owl Boy. Heard a lot of good stuff about Owl Boy, by the way. So since you seem to be playing everything, you might want to check that out. Um, number 13 is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 14, I don't know how it's pronounced. Is it Fey or Fe? It, it's weird because I've heard that it was Fee, but it's, Fee, okay. it's bizarre because it's, it, I think the, the, in the game you play as fairies. And if it, it is, it should be Fey because that's, like, yeah. Fey is French for fairy, so. Yeah. Unless Fee is Italian for fairy, I don't know, maybe there's some other, justification for that but i heard it it was pronounced fee i don't fee? know why okay well fee fee fe, whatever um super mario odyssey coming in wrapping it up at uh, number 15 but yeah i want to go back to owl boy there uh, i i it's apparently it's a storage driven platformer that uh has been getting a lot of uh yeah it's a, a metroidvania praise. game apparently yeah, that's right. I've heard a lot, a lot of good things about that. So I thought of you for that. I was like, well, if Steven's playing everything under the sun right now, you may want to uh, check that out when you get a chance. And so that's that. Anything surprising there? Any, uh, oh my gosh, greatest day of all time? 
Uh, no, it's good to see that Stardew Valley is still hanging in there at number three. And, and like you said, I think it will stay there like, all year. Like it's been dominating and it's frustrating that we're not getting any sales data on these because I would really like to put some actual context to these and what does it actually mean to be the number one because Stardew Valley was the number one uh, downloaded game on the Switch last year and it was released in what... October or November or September? Yeah, late. It was it so was it was released late, half. but it was the best-selling eShop game of all year, and that includes games like Mario Kart and Zelda. And of course, Stardew Valley is not a full-price game, but still, I would like to put an actual number on that and actually know because does that mean that it was a million seller? Does that mean that it sold a hundred k? Does that mean that it sold ten copies? Like what? The, what does it mean? I really want to know. Yeah, interesting. I'm also very curious to see how, uh, just by seeing Bayonetta there, not not seeing it as number one, I, d I don't care about that, but same sort of thing. I'm actually kind of curious to see how some of these Wii U games, I was going to say Wii and uh, etc., but how these Wii U games actually are doing. Like, how is Pokémon Tournament doing? Well, Pokémon Tournament, I actually check, but the, the problem is that Nintendo doesn't include, uh, like I said, the... Uh, digital sales so i know that on the physical front it had sold 680k which is soft for uh for this especially when you consider how much arms sold but uh, the thing about bayonetta one that is interesting is that it's a bit misleading because if you bought bayonetta 2 physically which i'm sure you did yeah it yeah, comes I with know. a download code for bayonetta and that's yeah. why it's there because that counts as a download so that would explain why it's uh it's above bayonetta 2 in the uh in the charts no, no, that that makes sense. I'm just very curious to see how it's going to uh, how it's going to do. I'm really looking forward to for Nintendo to update their financials because the latest financials on their website are still from December 31st. They haven't updated anything because what I like about that particular site is it does include download versions, so it would give us an idea. The only problem is it's always first party only. So, which obviously makes sense. It's Nintendo's uh, website. They're not going to list third party stuff. So, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, now, I only had, I had a couple of very, very small, 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 literally, I have two items that I thought were kind of funny. The, there was some mystery behind who was taking care of the Payday 2 port on the Switch. And there was a lot of debates going back and forth. It was this company, it was that company, and blah, 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 blah. But now that the game is out, it uh, was announced that it was actually Sumo Digital. And these guys are currently rumored to be making like a Sonic-themed Sega racing game. Sumo so. Digital, that sounds familiar. Are they the ones behind Snake Pass? Uh, they might be. Hold on, let's see. I, they're, they've done a lot of stuff, these guys. Sumo Digital... Uh, where's their Wikipedia page? Do, 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 games developed. Oh boy, they've done a lot of stuff. We yep, been, yep, Snake yeah, Pass, okay. yep. And they're, um, they're actually working on Crackdown 3. Look at that. Nice. Well, think about it, is Payday 2, I'm actually considering buying it because I have a friend who just bought a Switch and it'd be nice to play that with him if he wanted to. And it would be also a nice game for us to, uh, to stream the unfortunate thing about that port is that there's no voice uh, exactly but the thing is for us when we're 
streaming anyway. We're going to be on on Skype, Skype so it yeah. doesn't really affect us. But we'll yeah. see. Anyways, so yeah, so I just I thought that was kind of unique. I thought that was kind of interesting. And the other one was um, I don't know. You, you didn't seem to be the biggest fan in the world of uh, Super Mario Odyssey, right? Well, no, I loved Super Mario Odyssey. Like I said, I'm not just not that big of a fan of uh, 3D platformers. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again, uh, Ahmed and I have been talking a lot, and he's he's just in love with it. When he reached the, uh, let's say, post-game uh, moons or worlds or whatever, he, he like, lost his mind. So he's he's actually been playing it at the very best time to play the game. Because right now Luigi's Balloon World update was just released, so if if your Switch is like mine and hates you and doesn't want to auto update, uh, you can manually update the game yourself. Or or if you're like Steven and it actually works, <laughs> okay, you update your game. Uh, what's cool about this particular mode is it's really really simple. So basically, you you either you hide a balloon and then you find your friend's balloon anywhere in these worlds and you have a certain amount of time in order to do so and if you can chain together a certain amount like if you can find say like you know six balloons in a row you can get a ridiculous amount of coins and why that's useful is because of all the different costumes if you played super mario odyssey like if you went to for like all the moons then you know that it's quite the grind in the actual game to unlock every single costume because there's some like the skeleton costume costs 9,999 coins and, and things like that. So I just wanted to give listeners a little FYI. If you wanted to get every single one of the costumes, you can go ahead and try this particular mode. It is a great, great way of, uh, of grinding out coins in a fun way where you're not just repeating the same area of a level over and over and over again. So just a little FYI. Okay, so two last things, because we've actually been going on for like 50 minutes now, and I don't want Liz to uh, kill you. So I wanted to uh, talk about just one, it, it's not even a topic of the show. I think the topic of the show today is just Steven's love child of games. Uh, but I wanted to just mention one thing that I thought was fascinating from a news story I read, which was the fact that Netflix has been updated on the Wii U. No real specific uh, specifications on what was updated, but just the app was updated and I thought that was really really interesting and I don't really want to go back and talk all about Wii U and stuff like that more so along the lines of what the hell is going on with the Switch and the lack of basically any multimedia apps I think what in the States they have Hulu was that it I have no idea but it, it's it's like it's it, there's virtually nothing on the platform that uh, that that caters to basically the multimedia world that we live in today and i found that so weird because if you look at the platform like i've got it in my hands here just checking it out i've got the i don't have the multicolor joy cons i just have the standard what are they gray um i look at this and i'm like this looks like a, a very sleek piece of electronics like it doesn't look cheap it looks it looks very very nice and there's nothing on here but games. And there's not, that's not a bad thing, right? Of course, it's a game console. So yes, it's got games. Great. I just find it so weird. And the other day, I wanted to watch a quick episode of The Office and my, my phone was charging and I was like, ah, I don't really want to go in the living room and turn on, uh, 
turn on the TV and I had my Switch because I was playing a little bit of uh, Xenoblade. And I was like, well, it would be pretty damn awesome to just press the home key, go over to Netflix, boot up Netflix and just watch that quick half hour, you know, 25 minute episode and then go back and, and play a little more of a game. And I was wondering, like, what your thoughts are on any of this and why, why would Nintendo be waiting for something like this? I can't imagine an app like Netflix would take over a year to develop. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't know if you know, but it is on 3DS, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. I know. I, I do actually know. used to use it on my 3DS, like, back in the day, way back in the day when I was still in my old apartment. But I have a very, very different take than most people on this. I think that Nintendo should stay as far away as they can from apps like Netflix and YouTube for the rest of the Switch's life cycle. And the reason is pretty simple and it's from uh, not a consumer standpoint but from Nintendo standpoint and the reason is my PlayStation 4 is used now just for Netflix my Switch I buy so many games on that thing that if it had Netflix on it odds are I would spend the majority of my time with my Switch watching Netflix of course I would still play games because there's tons of awesome games on it but I know me and I know myself and sometimes I'm I'm, I'm lazy I just want to st- Lay back, I would have my Switch and I'd pop in, uh, like an episode of Office, like you guys, like you, you mentioned about, instead of playing a game. And what happens when you do that is the less time you spent on your Switch, uh, uh, playing games, the less, the, the less the odds are that you'll actually buy more games for it. And it's not exactly super 100% scientific what I'm saying right now, but uh, the thing is, like, for my PS4, the last game I bought for my PS4 is MLB The Show 8, uh, 17, which which was even a used copy. So basically, Sony is not getting any of my money anymore except for PS Plus. Nintendo right now is getting so much of my money because of all the fantastic titles that are released every week on the eShop. Uh, if I was them, I would be thinking of never, ever releasing Netflix as to maximize the amount of money people actually spend on games. That's my thoughts. Okay, well, that's that's an interesting... That's certainly an interesting, what, point of view? Um, I, I don't really... I can't really argue for or against something like that. For me, it was just more a matter of convenience. Um, I no, could like very, I said, it's not very consumer-friendly, what I'm saying. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like, you know, looking at the, uh, the bottom line. And, and, and that, I, that's why I say I can't really argue with that because that, that's logical. That, that makes sense. It does. That, that's, that's a logical way of looking at it. The other thing that I'm still, and I know I'm, I'm harping a lot on this, and I am harping a lot on this, is I had a buddy over and we were playing more of the SNES classic. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I don't understand how we're a year into the life, almost, almost a year into the life of the virtual console, uh, virtual console, of the Switch without a virtual console of any sort. And I understand that they've got their, whatever they're working on right now for their online, you know, subscription service. They're, they said like, you know, there's going to be old games are going to be built into it. I just, I, I don't get it. And and this, from any standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, from a business standpoint, this is one of those things where I scratch my head. I, I, I just don't understand why, unless, unless they were going to offer some really wicked service 
when the online subscription platform thingy, whatever that they have, pops out. That's the only logical thing, and I can't imagine Nintendo ever doing it. No, and I'm really afraid of this because I think the obvious choice would be to do a Netflix-style service and offer a, p- a subscription and just put all the virtual consoles, start with like 50 games right up front and eventually add them all, uh, Super NES, NES, N64. Maybe not include the GameCube stuff in there, maybe, 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 but I, I would stick to NES, SNES, maybe N64, maybe stuff like Genesis and stuff like that and add like, charge 10 bucks a month and call it a day. And I know Nintendo might, I think they're not, uh, they, d- they don't see the bigger picture here. They're not open-minded because in their mind, they're like, why charge you 10 bucks a month if I can sell you Super Mario Brothers for five bucks? And it's true. But the thing is, is that if they would include a Netflix style service, the odds are the conversion rate would be high. I think like at least 50% of all Switch owners would have would pay that $10 a month subscription. And like Netflix and like many subscriptions I'm on, Amazon Prime and stuff like that, once I'm on a subscription for a few months, odds are I'm going to stay on that like forever. Like even uh, Netflix, I use it a lot now, but there were months before when I barely use it and I never even thought of canceling my subscription. Many people are like that. So, And think of it, 10 bucks a month is $120 a year. Even with me and you, which are huge virtual console fans, I'm not sure I actually spent $120 a year on virtual console games. Even though, like, like they might see a game at, a Super NES game as $10 a pop instead. Still, $120 a year is way more than what you're gonna get. Even from the most hardcore of gamers. A few would. A few would. I, I grant you that. But think about, like, there's there's going to be over 20 million Switches in the wild soon. 50% of that is 10 million. 10 million times $120 a year is a truckload of money that Nintendo could be making. And I hope they consider this. And I, I don't think they will because, like I said, I think they don't see the big picture here. And they would rather sell you a game for $5 that you've already bought many times and that should not be $5 to begin with. But still, I think a subscription, a Netflix style, that's my dream. I would like to have a Netflix style system where you have access to all the games, not streaming. You can download them and like PS Plus, as long as you have your subscription um, still uh, still on, you can play them at any time. And if your subscription ends, you can't play them anymore. That's what I want. That's what I wish Nintendo would do. I think they would kill with this and it would it would even be a, a system seller for many people the option to pay $10 a month and have all the classic Nintendo Super Nintendo games they played as a child like that's simply too good to be true exactly but i i got to be honest the longer the longer we wait and the longer this goes without you know any confirmation or whatever the more i'm like it has to be something like that it has to be because if they just come out and they, they like, oh, okay, well, now we're announcing the virtual console and it's, you know, $5 per NES game, $10 for, you know, they do something like that. The whole world is going to be left scratching their heads saying, well, why the hell did this take so long? And that, that's the thing. That's what I'm lost with. To be really honest, that's it. 
like that's my number one confusion right now is that is like it doesn't make any sense because if they want to just do what they did on the 3ds the wii the wii u then do it you know what i mean like just release the damn thing because like as awesome as the snes classic is and the nes classic being able to play those games like on the 3ds on the go but with the nice big huge beautiful screen of the switch man that would be friggin' awesome and i'll be honest i'm in the mood again to play a link to the past and i i want to play a link to the past so i'm either going to do it on my 3ds or on my snes classic or i'll get really hardcore and pull out the snes and let's do it but yeah i i, I don't i just don't understand and i'm really hoping for a a nintendo direct i was actually hoping for one before we did this episode but alas no so, okay, that's enough of that. I got the blast from the past. So let me just go. Jared cheated here. And let's see, where is it? Do, 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 do. I basically put a blast from the past all the way until 2028. So I'm good. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I just put a couple, uh, couple. And every single one of them is a Super Nintendo game. I'm good until Canadian, uh, Canadian. Nintendo Fanboys episode number 52, man. Believe it or not. Awesome. Forward, forward thinking here. <laughs> so this is a game that I would have told you, oh, I'm sure we, we talked about this in the past. Uh, like, it's one of those type of games where, like, I remember talking about this. But the reason why I remember talking about this is because I did a review of the sequel to this game on the Saturn. And I believe the sequel was also released on the SNES, I think. But the game that I'm referring to is The Lost Vikings, which was actually a Blizzard game from way back in the day. Did you ever play this game? Uh, nope. Man, this is this is the type of game where it's it's like it goes back to uh, I guess like one of the topics of the show about the virtual console. Whatever Stephen comes up with some witty title for it. Um, when you have a virtual console, what's nice is like, I could talk about a game like this and you say, nope, I don't know anything about it. And if the virtual console was like Netflix, and assuming, of course, this game was on it, after we finish recording this podcast, you could just go boot up your Switch, go to the thing, download the game, give it a go and say, wow, Jared's on crack. Um, but alas, there's no real option for you guys to, to play or experience this game. But the idea with the Lost Vikings, without getting too deep into it, is that you control three characters simultaneously. Now that might seem like, what? So how it works is you got a party of three. Each one of them has their own abilities. So one of them can jump really high. One of them has like a shield that can be lifted either like in front of them to so like to guard incoming projectiles or can put it on top of his head. And the other guy, I believe it was, was really, really strong, if I remember right, and could like break things. And so you have to switch, use L and R, if I'm not mistaken, to switch between the different characters. And the levels are set up almost like a giant puzzle. And you're just trying to get out of the level. And it's was such a fun and original concept that my buddy Tony and I, and this is going way back, man. I remember for hours trying to figure out how in the hell 
to get out of some of these areas. And if I'm not mistaken, there was multiplayer in it where one of you could be, you know, one of the characters and the other the other, and then you just swap between the one remaining character. And it was just really, really cool. So you could, like, set up one guy with a shield to, to like, you know, to jump over a little chasm, then take the other guy, jump over, flip a switch, then some other guy you, you bring up, break a boulder, and so on and so forth. And it got really, really, really challenging as as the game went on. And so that's that. That's my blast from the past for today. A really, really great game. They did make a sequel, like I said, The Lost Vikings 2. But alas, that was pretty much the end of it. And then Blizzard would go on to do, you know, everything that you guys know from Warcraft to Diablo, Starcraft, etc. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for today. And uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close this off? No, I do not actually. Like uh, it's been nice doing this, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. And hopefully we'll be back in two weeks with a Canadian gamers episode. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, we've we've kind of been uh, spoiling our Nintendo fans with more and more and more nintendo fanboys episodes but it is nice to spice things up a little bit so we'll take a look and see what uh you know what news happens and whatever and i was glad that i at least got to do a fairly fairly decent solo podcast the other day if i do say so myself and so with that i shall say thank you very much everyone for joining us and be sure to like i say subscribe to our twitch stream at twitch.tv slash project coe Join us on iTunes and other streaming services for podcasts, or rather podcast services. Be sure to check out Canadian Gamers and Nintendo Fanboys, and we will catch you here on YouTube in two weeks. Thanks for joining, everyone. Take care.